This is TV8 by Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by DarkCrazy.com. What the f*** is the internet? The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. This is a site populated by militant movie buffs, sad, pathetic little bastards living in their parents' basement, downloading scripts and what they think is inside information about movies and actors they claim to despise yet can't stop discussing. In the year 2007 AD, DarkCrazy.com launched the last of its eight dimensional probes. Theorizing that one could save the world with the teachings of pop culture, Dr. Sean, but Gilberto stepped into the TVAMD accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself in a dimension not of sight but of sound existing in an imaginary non-space called the interwebs. His only guide on this journey is Greg, the gruff co-founder of the project, who appears in the form of a voice Sean can only sometimes hear. They are often accompanied by other travelers on the seas of fate, such as Hazel Lynn, Scary Gary, Tracy Luna, and others. I'm Ron, an experimental robot built by Sean to be his constant companion. We've been running ever since, leaping from life to life, pointing out things that once went wrong, in movies and TV, in this strange wild adventure inexplicably known as... TV Ate My Dinner. Dinner. My name is Sean, and I'm here with Andrew and Lynn. Hello. Hello. I have a real aesthetic for that kind of that raw. I mean, it's not a natural, but it's not even gritty. I mean, that's what like all those Bat- the Nolan Batman movies. Where it does not that it's gritty, it just feels like a real camera in this real environment. Yeah, that was sort of and my problem what, with the, the the third one as opposed to the others. It's like they felt really grounded. Yeah, you yeah. know, to be you know such a wild story material to to try to make a sort of grounded Batman where it feels more like a, just a seventies crime drama. And that's and what's like really Joker so powerful is about in it. like a heist where it's like it's yeah. not some weird like like set where he's got all these crazy props. It's just guys shooting each other with guns. Oh, the, it's very real. Yeah, the second one is like it's just that's why it's just heat. That's why Catwoman was my favorite bit because Catwoman felt a bit more like that. That she was just you know some chick and she's you know, talking people into doing stuff and just that sort of business. And then when it gets to the Bane stuff, it's this epic Bane is scale of stuff. Like Catwoman, I don't I don't really care for as much either because mostly because she just doesn't have a purpose in the story. That movie that movie oh, is such that, a it's such that. a like deceiving thing. Because I saw it and it's enjoyable while you watch it. And then after you leave, you're like, wait a second. It's that was true. A horse there's, shit. There's a lot and then I watched Wade it again, and it was—it's super enjoyable. It might be one of the most fun ones to watch. Well, but it I all think is horse shit. Though. For is because it's like on an intellectual level, it doesn't work. But yeah, it, the, as far as just pure enjoyment, and that's scene I for guess scene. There's a lot of great scenes. So many people really come away enjoying that movie even though there's a lot of obvious criticism yeah because he's such a great filmmaker and like making this stuff feel like it's supposed to be there and the actors are great like but then there's just i mean there's a lot of problems but 
you watch it and you're like, this makes no sense. None of this stuff <laughs> happening is connected to each other. And there's just so many choices that are just bad. I mean, I think it's his most cynical, like Christopher Nolan. I love Christopher Nolan, but I think it's his most cynical made movie because it's like this is this is him phoning it in like a really enjoyable watch but it just doesn't make it thematically that means nothing i think he may have he's he may have overshot things because i felt that way a little bit in a inception where you know he he is a very talented filmmaker and, and it's a lot of fun to watch but i think it's like you're kind of overshooting what what well, you see, need I, to be I love doing inception here. inception see that's just my but that but whether how much you buy into that story is just a subjective thing. But I mean, he was really trying to do it. I mean, whether he over tried or tried enough, it was still, whereas Batman, it feels like there's, there's potential there for all that stuff to connect. <laughs> like you could have like, well, let's spend about two more months working out that script. Well, that out goes back story beats. to the Joss Whedon thing we were saying. Yeah. It's like, obviously this is the final film and you have this big weird idea of how you want to like kill Batman or whatever. Like you want to have like a big finale. You want this, like you don't want to make another Batman movie after this. You don't want there to be a follow kill Batman, but not kill Batman. Yeah, well, that's a problem for me too. Cause I actually would have much, I would have preferred a dead Batman as a, as a finale to that. <laughs> all that stuff. But it's none it's of it like works. You, you basically had all these cards on the table of things you wanted you know, and we always say this in movies, like a movie goes off the tracks because you're just basically given all these elements that it's like a writing exercise. And like, they're not necessary to the story. You're supposed to construct a story right. around them. And that's where I think in the Avengers, you can really call that a success because that's where he was given that. And it's like, these are all the things I have to work in. And he really made something gold out of it. Like, and, I, and even, like I mean, even Dark Knight is... Sometimes boundaries create freedom. Right. Yeah, if, if if you use it, Daria, it's from Daria. <laughs> it, well, limitation creates innovation is basically what we usually say, but it's true. And Joss Whedon's always been a, a sort of student of that school. It's like, well, this is what I have, and I'll make something. You know, it's just weird how. Well, you have to when he's in TV. Yeah. He's used to giving up on things. So that was like your story that you go from Cabin in the Woods where he's like, you know what, we're just going to have to give up that party scene. You know, the executives don't want it. But, you know, he's sort of got to learn to fight for some of those scenes that are really important. Yeah, and and he can in, in on behalf of another person, but for himself, he's just like, well, I'm not going to cry about it. I'll figure it out. But then when, yeah. in the face well, of someone else, else crying about it, really, really puts it in perspective. It's like, well, maybe we do need to fight for that. Yeah. That's, it's just interesting. Well, I guess he, he just said, I'll just do something else that's equally as good. It's fine. But uh, with an Avengers, it's easier for him probably because it's like, this is their thing. I didn't create this. They're telling me what they want from it. So yeah. in that sense, he was given a lot more freedom than your average person probably would have. Because, you know, this is like a really important property for them. I didn't expect him to have a lot of creative input on the writing of that at all. I thought he was just going to be the guy directing it. But they really put a lot of faith in, in his ability to, to frame that story, and it paid off. And I think that said, though, I think by the time Dark Knight Rises came along, the studio put probably too much faith in Christopher Nolan to let him do whatever. I, I mean, I really think it's just they didn't care that much. I mean, because they knew it was going to make money. It's going to make money yeah, either that way. Dark Knight, I mean, that came on TV. The other night. I mean, it's such a good movie. Like it is such. I, if you watch both of them, the first one, it's kind of goofy in parts. Just the writing, it's a little cheese volley, I think, in some points. But that second movie, Dark Knight, is such a good movie. 
like thematically. And- yeah, I had the opposite experience with that as with um, Dark Knight Rises with you. I was like, I watched it and I'm like, eh, it's not that good. But you think about it and you go, but that was actually a really good movie. It's not right. as enjoyable to watch per se, but it's actually a much better movie. Like it's powerful because of those themes. I mean, that's like the Star Wars thing. It's like you might not understand something when you're a kid or you watch a movie and you don't enjoy it the first time, but if the themes match up and the story they're telling somewhere that's resonating in you and like you start thinking about it and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. that's a neat. St- I mean, the thing about Joker, I mean, that whole conflict and the thematic, I mean, he wins like the movie. He wins in that movie. That's what's so powerful about that story. It's not some weird. <laughs> it's not Batman. Yeah, it's a perfect I mean, Joker story because yeah. of that. And and, and the, this last one, it's just it's just the stupidest thing thematically and all it starts pointing out. The funny thing about those, I love the other two Batmans, but then watching that movie, you start actually seeing what's wrong with this whole interpretation of Batman. <laughs> That's what that he did. The, yeah. the Hangover too. It's like maybe none of them are funny. <laughs> yeah, like, you start seeing like, wait a second, that their interpretation of Batman is this. I mean, he's just kind of a brute. Right, I mean that's the big problem with well, the Dark Knight Rises. I'm just gonna go fight yeah, it. Yeah, because he goes, I'm gonna that's like the whole problem. I get broken. Is I get broken. I go back, and then I'm gonna come back. And what's my new plan? How am I gonna outsmart you? I'm just gonna go punch you again, punch and this him. time I'm gonna punch you good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the problem. I punch you more. One yeah. thing that Nolan never really gets into with Batman that's important to the character is that Batman is a studied detective. He's smart. And a genius. Like, and they kind of, but they do it in a, like a sci-fi, like comic book way where they, well, Batman's a genius. He helped build this big fusion ball. So yeah. he must be like smart he, about something. Yeah. It's like this patch that Lucius couldn't Not fix about women. the autopilot. And it's like, oh, Bruce Wayne did it. It's like, when has he been programming this whole time? It's like, <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> it's like he can't figure any of this stuff that's out. That's one of the things I liked about Iron Man is that you really, you see him making yeah, stuff and, and he actually speaks like a clever person. Yeah. And they understand that because that Kevin Feig, is that the guy that's out of Marvel? He was talking about this third one. And the third one, like, I guess the if you've seen the trailer, the plot looks like, you know, he gets his house blown up and he's just off in the wilderness yeah. again. And he has to kind of use his wits. Make something. Yeah, and that's what that guy said, the head of Marvel. And they understand why you love that character. They're saying that you really want to see him. In the first one, he just makes something. Right, up. you want to see him backed up against the wall and really using all of his genius to get out of it and make a new thing and make all these, like... Oh, nobody likes a rich guy who gets everything handed right. to him on a platter. And <laughs> in, in the Batman movies, they just never did that. It, that's not the Well, fun. I mean, they do it in Batman, but it's not the same thing. It's like they blow up Wayne Manor, and the next movie he's got another posh apartment place. It's like he's still rich. You know, it's right. like, you blow up my old house, I'll just live in the penthouse for a while. No problem. But What are you doing? <laughs> but... That's like the worst thing you start. I mean, the biggest, the, the biggest disappointment is the voice <laughs> <laughs> of all of those. Like, because I mean, it only comes out in the second one. I mean, the third one where he's actually using it when nobody's there. <laughs> like, you know, he t- turns around and that's how that feels like. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Which is an ob- like y'all said, it's an obvious joke, but he had to do in the voice. And then he uses the voice after all those people know who he is. And in this dramatic scene where... It's like, I know who you are. Yeah. It's okay. Wouldn't that be so much more powerful <laughs> dramatically if he was using his real voice? Like, in those scenes and, like, when he's talking to Gordon, he's like, who are you? He's like, you know, and he says that whole line. He thought, you know, a guy that, you know, helped a kid when he thought the world was ending. I was like, that's kind of a nice thing. But if you just used your voice, it would have been much more powerful. And not go like this. Why are you trying to disguise yourself? You're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling him who you are. Yeah. Just a normal voice. Like that's, it's just it, ridiculous. He's telling that, of course, like Gordon probably had a good idea of who Batman was, but you know, had no reason to want to pursue him. 
But right. to actually they, have everyone play up to that, that, oh, uh, really? Like, come on. You, they I, had an interesting... That kid can't be the a, only one on, on the on how that. it should have ended, where he's like, do you want to know who I am? It's like, you're Bruce Wayne, right? What? How did you know? <laughs> and that one, and that actually, that was one point watching it again that I actually didn't mind as much anymore that J- Joe Gordon-Levitt knew who he was. Cause like the freaking movie made it obvious. Cause it said, well, Bruce Wayne's been gone eight years and Batman's been gone eight years. <laughs> and for some reason, like his last night was that night that, you know, Harvey Dent got killed. Right. Mm-hmm. And why the hell is he beat up? He was fine that night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was in perfect shape. Why is he beat to hell now and his legs not working and all these things? It's like, it I don't make understand any that about the film at all. Like It's like they wanted to start from a certain place, but they didn't want to earn that position. Yeah, so they, they wanted all these things. So that. No, yeah. I really I, thought that movie would have worked, and I think I said this, if you had just had his confrontation with Bane happen before the movie started. So like we yeah. open with a crippled Bruce Wayne. You have a few flashbacks. They would actually would give him some weight, but instead they open with like this James Bond villain bullshit opening where they knock a plane off its wings or something. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm Gotham's reckoning. That didn't work. Like, oh, why? I wonder I'm why you throw, shoot a man before you throw him out the plane. That stupid voice. It's like, we well, said thing, this before. We said, in the first five minutes of both movies, you know exactly what to expect. Because in the first five minutes of Dark Knight, they introduce you to the Joker, and you're like, whoa. In the first five minutes of Dark Knight Rises, they introduce awesome. you to Bane, and you're like, it's terrible. Jesus Well, you Christ. see, you see, well, the, it, yeah, and it, it, it I mean, I kind of like, I, I like the voice, and I like that character in a way, but I agree with that in the sense that it's this audacious plan that makes no sense why they're even doing it. <laughs> I was like, why don't you just shoot the guys on the ground? Why did you get all the way in the air and do all this? It just doesn't make any it, sense. Everything like, was just to make this big. It's almost like Bane is a movie producer because everything right. is to make a big movie. It's not None of it makes sense as far as as what the story should have. Whereas Joker, it was really clever and crazy. You know, but nothing. Well, he's outsmarting well, the thing. It's like they, they think up the sequence. They say, what can we do? Oh, we can have a plane do this. Oh, why would we do that uh, to I kill the know. guy? Well, let's but blow it wasn't up the like, stadium floor. Like, Why did they blow up that stadium for no reason? I don't know like if you he saw just walked in there. Skyfall, <laughs> but that's what that, that was like my biggest criticism. As much as yeah, I, I liked saw that. that movie, that was my biggest criticism of Skyfall, which was, you know, everything in the movie was because that guy's crazy. Like, he was supposed yeah. to be the Joker type, so everything he did made no sense. So he had this master plan that made no sense. Same like Bane. And also came down to a bunch of timing and stuff that he could not have known about. Well, because it, it made no sense. Control. It's like your plan was to be captured, so you go into the new MI6 so that you can escape to have access so to him, <laughs> who's not there, yeah. but he still uses – he has people in position to help him get to the place where him yes, is. Like, none of this is to sneak into the court. How, how, why are you prepared for that? You, Just a shooter. I was like, you could have shot her. You could have blown up that car with a rocket. Yeah, you. <laughs> anytime you wanted to. You opened by blowing up her office, and you waited right. for her to not be there. That's stupid. It's like, it's because stupid. he's crazy. That's like that's why I hate but the that Joker in the movie. had a big. He, I mean, he had a. The fun thing about the Joker, I mean, you had the sense that he was a genius, and then he was he wanted to die. Like, he was trying to get him to kill yeah. him. And if he wasn't going to kill him, he was just going to burn the whole town down and see it, like, let these people go nuts. And it's a really strong thematic 
kind of i mean it's like what is this all for why is he helping these people why you know it's the difference between someone who's like oh no that guy's doing weird stuff that we can't explain because he's crazy and someone who actually is crazy yeah because there's yeah, a, but has a philosophy like there's a real method to his madness <laughs> there's like that, that moment where they call him crazy and he's like really upset about it it's like no i'm not but he is he's batshit crazy but he's decided to be yeah, crazy. he's right. obviously I mean, unbalanced there's nothing normal about him but crazy doesn't mean stupid that's it's like the telltale heart that's what the guy says in that too it's like don't call me mad because I uh, so cleverly conceived all this stuff it's like but that doesn't matter because you have the ability you have access to logic as a crazy person what, what you don't have is reason you don't have you don't have sufficient reason to be doing this but you're able to come up with these intricate plans his plan was genius it was just mad that's what made him interesting if people who just do dumb things because they turn out to be crazy that's just lazy writing and he still won. The crazy is hearing things that aren't real. That's the crazy yeah, or, until or, Yeah, or in the case of Joker, crazy is no the reason. intent. Like, crazy is what you're trying to accomplish with this genius. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But it's it, it's not even a good versus evil. It's, a, it's an order versus chaos story. But all that stuff was a purpose. Like, all the bombast had a purpose to it. Whereas the Bane stuff, they take over the whole city for nothing. You're just going to blow it up. Like, they went it's to like all this... Tr- taking over the city just so we can yeah, blow Yeah, and they up. went to all this trouble to get, like, her embedded into this thing and to get this... I was like, you could just get a nuclear bomb somewhere else. <laughs> like, you didn't have to get that thing to make a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Like, this is the weirdest... <laughs> we, wanted to, we just really wanted to upset Batman. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Well, and that's the thing. Why, why are you cleverly taking over the stock exchange when you're going to take the entire city by force? Yeah, to, to to get Bruce Wayne out of his money, he's like you can just go put him in that prison, which you it doesn't dis- which you did. Also, it's not like this, losing his they money. They always good do this in, in TV shows and stuff. They did this on Bones the other week, where they just some guy hacks into a computer and suddenly someone's broke. Surely you have insurance against that sort of thing. Well, it's fraud, yeah. Surely just there's like some sort of pr- tracking system. It, surely. It would be very easy for the fraud people to go, huh, look how this when this one person hacked into the system, all your money suddenly Yeah, the day they well, broke we'll into the that. stock exchange <laughs> is the day that all these weird trades happen. They, we might have, <laughs> it's like all these conflicting elements it's of things that they wanted together and for the that? story. They're like, and then Bane takes over Wayne Corp. It's like, why? That, why is that part it's of like the plan? It's like someone can get into a computer and it means that they can so just take everyone's money. I can money. get over his fusion ball, which is not stored here. And then there's a funny thing, too. I just thought of this. When he's in that prison, there's all sorts of stuff that don't make sense, and like his leg not being hurt and his back being whatever. But just yeah, taking away from the Batman... Yeah, doesn't have any ligaments Batman, anymore, don't you think? Yeah, taking away from the Batman character, they tried so hard to make this like this powerful emotional thing. It's like, Batman would not be trying to jump out of this thing. It's like, this whole prison, it's not like they're in plastic cells. This whole prison has has materials he'd be making a grappling hook he'd be like chipping into that I mean you could climb yeah. out of there Tony Stark Why would he use the only that method that had failed for everybody yeah it just doesn't make any <laughs> sense it's like it wasn't that high from the thing they could, I mean he's supposed to be a technical genius and he can't get out of a hole in the ground <laughs> I know and what's sad about that, like when you open with Batman Begins you have him in prison and he's basically taken over the whole prison because he's there on purpose trying to learn about crime and whatever and then sort of the, the flip side of that is the end of the trilogy where he's just sort of feeble and helpless in this prison. And it, you just sort of lose that whole character. And you know what? And he wins by working out a bit more. And you know what, too? It's like 
it doesn't make any sense either because the whole point that Alfred is like his whole theme is that you don't need to like give these people your body like you're smart and you can give them your tools and your brain <laughs> which is my and, whole like, argument but it's the movie right and that's true. like that's that's the whole point He's like, and you invented so all that this whole genius scene. crap why don't you just give them this like they yeah can't so be you think about it like with my you could have a whole you could have a whole scene i mean you could have changed and made that movie so much more like oh i get i mean bane would still not made any sense but if you had him like you can't you can't just brawn your way out of this prison you're gonna have to figure out some kind of you know or just the whole he, bane situation you don't even need that that whole storyline i know they wanted to do the breaking of the bat storyline but it actually having him mentally broken would have been more poignant to the story where is like Bane is actually beating him on a deeper level and it's because you know he keeps thinking he has to come back and like be Batman and fist fight people. right why do you want to fist fight him you can because invent this whole... genius yeah. stuff as Batman yeah. and keep going but that would have been I, I don't know that doesn't lend itself to all the stunt work that they wanted to do in the movie <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't yield as many explosions it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> no big big shiny Batmans painted across a bridge for no reason yeah I mean they're, 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 it was just and you got to give them a pass because it seems like all those movies they hit the third one and they want to do something big and they blow it. But that's it. Yeah, I mean, even that's stupid too. All those things are just like, I mean, one of those things you can get by, but every single when every single one of these things makes like, you can't actually explain it in the actual logic of the story. Despite the fact that thematically it's out of place, it's like why would he spend all that time doing that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why didn't nobody steal his Batcopter thing on top of the building under a tarp? For <laughs> How come nobody else can walk over the spot, over the really brittle ice except Batman who's covered in tons of body armor? Yeah. Why, how come a, a nuclear bomb that's supposed to decay like imprecisely over five months has a timer on it to exactly when it will explode? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's where it gets like the old Adam West Batman, the, the science of it. Why did she sleep it. with him if she hated him that much? And that makes yeah, why no are they sense kissing? at all because – yeah, her seducing him didn't really give her much of an advantage because he kind of trusted her anyway. And yeah. she he clearly didn't want to do it because like, she like, Oh, you're going him. back to save your girlfriend. And then he's like, yeah, my girlfriend. Ooh, look at the hot Anne Hathaway. You know, it's kind of like... I know, it didn't even yeah. have that, yeah. that sort yeah, of emotional why are, why are Kat, Yeah, why are they kissing... He's kissing her 20 minutes after he learned that the person he thought he was his girlfriend is like betrayed him. I know, so, so it why makes he, him kind of why a are jerk. They kissing? And then they end up together. Like, and then they I'm fell back. in love. Yeah, it's like, why are they together? They don't belong <laughs> they together. Don't, She's like a thief. They it's don't know like, each other at all. Why, why he hates they criminals. Both, good person that I used they to both trust. retired. Why? And the, the, I already said that, but why would you fake your death and not even tell Alfred? Yeah, and that's what's stupid. Like, I get that because they're—I mean, on the Kevin Smith thing, they—I mean, he produced that movie, so they're comparing it to the Goodwill Hunting thing, where you know, ben he Affleck takes the job and, and then just hauls. Yeah, ass. he's saying one day I hope you I, you show up and you're not here, but that's a more poetic sense because it's not like I see you right there. It's like, oh, he finally left. I hope he does better for himself. You know, he doesn't belong. He's better than this place. But I don't have to contact with him. It's weird to me. It's so weird and disingenuous. If you saw Alfred over there, it's like, can't you guys just live together? It's like, why does he have to walk away and you guys <laughs> yeah. can't talk why to each other? Why do I have to be fired? 
Yeah, who cares? Because you want to retire as Batman. We could have lived anywhere like, in the world. They can't have a secret conversation halfway across the world. It seems really weird. I know. It's like, how did he know which cafe he was going to have be? a <laughs> secret cave? Well, see, that's the thing. But the, the suggestion is that he somehow just happens upon him there. I was like, oh, Bruce Wayne's actually alive. Like, you don't even get the feeling that he called him and said, "Hey, actually, from an old friend." Like he just yeah. kind of was. At a hotel, <laughs> at a cafe. Everything somewhere. that movie doesn't like, oh, make sense. Batman and, and Catwoman. Even, I must not even be going Joseph crazy. Gordon Levitt at the end finding the Batcave. It's like he had all these people to help him, <laughs> and he doesn't even know how to turn this thing on. <laughs> like, what is he supposed to do with all this stuff? Like, I don't understand. I know. Like, and then they, like, somehow they wanted to have this dramatic sacrifice, but then they wanted to have this sort of cycle. And all he did was confuse the future of the franchise because everybody online is like, will Joseph Gordon-Levitt come back as the new Batman? It's like, let's hope not because that would be a terrible continuation. He's named Robin. He's he's not even good at that. He could be Nightwing. I'd be down with that. Well, they could have built to that. In fact, if that character had been Dick Grayson, that would have been fine. There was no reason for him to be anyone else. There was one that I I read that was pointing out, when exactly did Bruce Wayne have time to change his will to write Robin into it? Never. Was it at the beginning of the movie when he first figured out who he was, that he'd known this kid for five (laughs) seconds and decided you're going to be the new Batman, when he wouldn't trust any of his old old friends in the police force with this bat uniform, but this kid he's met for five seconds, which it had to have been the only time he had to change his will. I wonder if did Red Letter Media ever do a thing? I wonder if somebody did a thing for this movie because I don't know that you, you can think bag, about every scene. There's a scene where I think it's a cool idea that when he goes to the doctor to get checked out, and then he kind of repels down to Gordon with that mask on. I think it's cool that he's outside just in a normal mask and a suit talking to him. I was like, that's kind of a neat idea. But he, that guy Tom Lennon, who's the doctor in that scene, he just tells them like. You have no cartilage in your knee. He, you are hobbling on a cane, and then he repels down a building. It's like, how did you repel down that building if you have no? It's like you're too broken to walk. Yeah, oh, it just, you I just go repelling down. No scene for scene, it makes no sense. Like the logic of. No, we, like we said, the premise doesn't make sense because he's supposedly been retired forever, and he was fine up until yeah, that the, if you the last said that he had been him. going around as Batman in that eight years, that would have been. Yeah, if you made it sense, like he got broken, or I mean, even he was. He fought for 10 years or 8 years and he just he finally put everybody away or something. Even that's a thematic shift because the first two movies were playing like they were sort of prequels, like a younger Batman. And then this one wanted to be like the final Batman. So you have this time in between that's supposed to encompass all that, but then they say he wasn't doing anything. I mean, it's kind of like that Dark Knight Returns, like that graphic novel. And in that, it's like he's gone for a long time and then comes back because there's one guy. I mean, it's the same yeah, kind of but story. but you can't just take five minutes off and decide to make Dark Knight right. Returns, you know? Right. If you don't – you should have positioned for something like that. A Dark Knight Returns story would be a great Batman movie. It's kind of – it's kind of – and they always say – we're talk, I don't know if I was listening to you guys talk about this because I went back and listened to the episode after I watched it again recently. Where, like, I, I think you guys said this, the bad writing, I think, started at the end of The Dark Knight. Yeah. When he actually yeah. makes the decision to go. That was a point that I made at The Dark Knight, and the boys were all mad at me when they were like, why doesn't she like Dark Knight? And I'm like, I just didn't but like But I didn't ending. like yeah. the ending either, but I liked because the rest like, of the I mean, movie. The, 
Yeah, but the point where it's like, I'll take the blame for this. It's like, why? I was like, how about he blew up in the hospital and there's a crazy Joker guy? And we, like, yeah, Batman's he first fell bad off the decision leads to off. the whole rap movie. Where it's like, there's so many other ways we could handle this. Like, that again, that is a microcosm of the problem they had in Dark Knight Rises, where they wanted Batman to make this sort of altruistic sacrifice that wasn't necessary. And it, it ultimately wasn't right. necessary in Dark Knight Rises because apparently he just pointed it at the ocean and ejected. So you're thinking like he's riding off into the sunset, making sure that this nuke isn't gonna like crash into Gotham. But no, like ten feet into the water, he just ejects. So it yeah. could have crashed. And then in- just leaves messages around for everybody, so that everybody knows that he's not dead. <laughs> How did he coordinate? Because the whole ending of that movie is just watching person after person figure out that he's not dead. And it's stupid though, because why would he? Un- not coordinated that with people that kept his secret the whole time with like with Lucius or with Alfred or with even Joseph Gordon all those people they kept his secret so he could probably tell them there he was alive why do we need to surprise yeah, them why now? is that the one <laughs> secret they can't know it's like you haven't done anything and why is why is Batwoman uh, Catwoman the one person who can know right yeah why is she smarter the than everybody the one person who stole his identity halfway too. through the movie and enabled the whole thing yeah you yeah, kicked me out. down when I was on a cane <laughs> Like that's like in Willow when when he got like the love potion and they're like telling him how it's like I don't love her she kicked me in the face <laughs> sort of like that. that's what it should have been like why do you love her she stole your mom's <laughs> pearls and then knocked you down and then stole your identity and let all these people take all of your so money you have, so which let everything else and her whole premise malware yeah the whole premise is that she was clear her name. <laughs> So she that's the stupidest thing in the world. How could that possibly exist? Because we're not connected. All the databases in the world are it's connected. It's another magical plot device. It's, it's just like the fusion bomb. It's just like this thing, like this plot device. And what's it, what's and it really, called? If Clean you're that slate? clever, why Is wouldn't you just, you know? It? it even has a dumb name. I don't know. And in the end, he, he kind of does that just by accidentally having himself killed off and then restarting himself with a new name. She couldn't have done that yeah. years ago if she really wanted to. Restart? Does she really need to clean her record from everywhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems to. That's true. It's get a little surgery, get a new haircut, new nipples. Don't you do what all criminals do? <laughs> Take an alias. <laughs> Just yeah, be somebody really. else. Yeah. Jesus. Go to a different country. <laughs> I like how that. So none of that, that made any sense. Went back to the dark. I mean, night. it's so weird. It's it's kind of like it's kind of flabbergasted me that movie though because it's an enjoyable movie to watch. You can watch it, and there's so many cool parts. Just. In within scenes, like well, that's pretty neat. Like it's just fun to watch, but then it's just it's it's the it's like the best worst movie I've ever seen. It's like in a sense that, it's to be given such legitimacy. It's like a Michael Bay movie. It's like we just conceptualized well these <laughs> these one action scene after another. But it wasn't just action sequences. That's what made it worse. It's like I conceptualized this dramatic scene that I wanted, but I didn't want to put in the work to make it valid. So I just wrote as though that were premise. Like, we're just going to assume that I can't walk now because we didn't feel like writing a scene that would explain it. And and I don't feel like following up and making that true in later scenes either. So this scene serves only itself. Like, we need Alfred to leave. So just make it this weird argument between them about, like, he's just trying to help him out. And he's like, well, I can't help you if you're doing this. It's like, that's when you need to help him the most. Like, why are you yeah. Why is this leaving? argument only just now coming up? It was like he was Batman for forever. He was Batman for years, and he did a lot more weird stuff. You were the one in the last movie telling him he had to stay Batman. 
It's like that moment in Iron Man, the first one, where Pepper Potts comes down and she finds Tony Stark with the suit on and she's like, I can't stay with you if you're going to do this. And he's like, you stayed with me when I was a warmonger and I produced weapons and stuff, but you won't stay with me now because I'm a superhero. What's with that? Exactly. Yeah. You've got to get your priorities straight. It sounds like I'm the one that's got things going on. But at least in that movie, she's like, oh, no, you're kind of right about I that. I guess that's true. Yeah. I guess that's true. If we can make out, I'll stay. I know. It's like, what do I have to do to impress you? I'm like a billionaire scientist genius and also a superhero with a robot suit. No good enough. Yeah, who are you looking for? <laughs> Some guy who's not a maniac idiot who's a <laughs> egomaniacal, trying to kill people all the time, alcoholic. Man, you've got too yeah, high come standards. come on, lady. You knew what I was about <laughs> when we started this thing. That's so, funny. The Dark yeah. Knight descends now. Dark Knight descends. <laughs> well, so I like The Hobbit too. Yeah, The Hobbit's the, great. The funny thing is, those Red Letter Media guys do that half in the bag show, and I watched yeah. it once, and it was an episode about The Dark Knight Rises, and they softballed that movie so much. I was I like, to, I can't watch this then. We can, I mean, it's not the same people. Though. It's the well, dude. The, yeah, the guy. The dude is the same guy. It's not the same character, but that's the guy who does the character. Yeah. Well, that's what's weird. It's like because this movie, this summer had a couple weird movies because Prometheus was the first one like that, where it's like, really, that was just aesthetically, it looked neat. Like a, this doesn't make any sense, but I'm enjoying yeah, myself. I yeah. felt that way. Like it was a fun story to watch as long as you didn't. But it doesn't make any you could sense. Not that was even worse. Forgive because... any of the the plot of it. That's crazy. It was Dark almost like they did yeah. it on purpose because it's like we said, like everybody behaved the opposite of what their purpose in the movie was. That That's actually – but it's funny because it's one of the things that I enjoy the most about Prometheus is that it makes so little sense that you have to discuss it afterwards, <laughs> yeah, which kind of makes it the perfect sci-fi movie because it generates discussion afterwards. Nothing makes sense in that movie either. It's like – but I, that – Why is she doing that now? Like, yeah, it's like – there's scenes in them. Everything everybody does in them, it has no motivation whatsoever. But that was the first movie that I saw this summer. I was like, for such a, felt like a well-made movie, you know, just production-wise. And just, it just, it's cool to be, I mean, that's what really Scott can do. It's just those environments and that kind of style. It's like, this is great looking. I was like, that made no sense. It's just annoying all. that a guy that, you know, a guy like Ridley Scott doesn't see that there's not any story going on. But you know, I, but like, I also, like Prometheus but was I feel such like they a good idea. Make no sense. Well, that's, Do you know how how often they go? Oh, we had a clear story there, but then we decided to make it more mysterious by not giving you the answers because we think that not giving you the answers and you're just like shut up. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, but that's not even true of what they did because they they played their hand way too much. Actually, a little bit more ambiguity might have helped that story because the more they explained, the less it made sense. It's like yeah, they, they made, made humanity, therefore they want to destroy us. It's like, what? Why is that an A to B? You, and you've jumped to that conclusion with almost no information. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's a bioweapon down here. They must have been coming to destroy humanity. Yeah, yeah all that stuff. With Earth, that. They, they look at a map of the entire universe that has Earth on it, and they have weapons there. Like, So, therefore, this must have been the plan. Well, that's what's funny, too, is that the first – I mean, that movie, the first 30 minutes of it's great. It's all build up and kind of cool setting. It's like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. And then it's all set up, and the whole trailer is that set up where they're talking about all the cave paintings across the world. It's like, what a neat kind of concept. 
Mm-hmm. And then and then once they get in there, the shits are like I was like, oh, what is going on? But that's where are those BD guys going, and why is that guy acting like a jerk? And what's that robot? But then doing? you start getting confused. You're like, is this bad? When I'm watching, and then they have the scene where he just Alba comes in and just says the plot of the movie, <laughs> where he's like, "This is a weapons base." So I was like, "Well, how do you know that? What are you talking about? Who told you that?" It's like this is a weapons facility where they kept weapons, <laughs> and he just has his information. He hasn't been off the. No, shit. my favorite thing <laughs> is uh, the the robot who somehow because he studied languages is just going to be able to speak to this creature that hasn't yeah. said and one word. so well it pissed him off. But that's my favorite. And then, that's and half then of the bad guys did do a thing on Prometheus and, and Lynn posted at least the teaser that where he's just asking questions. And that's, yeah, I that, saw that. That's that great. One, it's like, how does he know that what? any of this is going to happen? Is, is he like an expert on things that have never happened? <laughs> he puts this black drop of something that, that infects the guy who makes him impregnate the girl with What's an alien so- Thing. And the robot acts like, well, of course, that was the only outcome that, that yeah. could have been expected. What I hate, what I hate, like, this is the one thing I hate in, like, if you watch a show or when they ever show a trailer for a show or a preview of a, usually a TV show or a trailer, even for a movie, where they're asking a question and they're like, oh, this is the spencer with, this is the, like, the conflict that's going to happen and see how that resolves. And then you watch that show and that kind of gets dismissed. That's not really the conflict in a weird way. It's like, oh, that was just a misunderstanding. Now on for the real show. You're like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> and this movie, the whole premise that got you was this cool idea that they're finding these things pointing to this, like, where, 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 where all is this star map leading to? And if you take, I mean, they accept the, the answer is that it's a weapons base and it kind of shows that, it, I mean, these, this stuff is bad there. It's like, why would we, they be leaving star maps to their weapons base all around Earth? <laughs> That's like, it breaks, it breaks the whole premise of the movie. Yeah. Like that the, idea. Like why? Because like, <laughs> then you would have to imagine it was a warning. Them. It's like, but from whom? Who was possessed Why of the information go to create there? that in every major We would never society. have gone there if you hadn't have pointed at it. And then it. when we go there, they show up and they try to kill us. <laughs> we wake them up. Like, what? <laughs> what, what I love about this is what it's such a classic example of bad writing in, in that sense that what you had was a good story. Like this idea, like the, the the story that the trailer told was a good story. It's like we found all these clues and it took us to this place and we actually may – you know, we could find like the people who seeded life on Earth or whatever, and like somehow you handed that script off to someone that's like boring, and they just like started Aliens putting there. in this asinine stuff to make it. This is well, what's know what, really. You know dramatic. what? I thought of a cool idea. We should have done a reconstructive criticism on this one because even just that story could have been so much better if where they were going wasn't a weapons base. It was actually like those same engineer guys laid these plans everywhere, but it was almost like a hub where they put it on all these other planets too. And like it was supposed to be a meeting place. Like if you got to that point, you know, there was some kind of central place that civilizations that, you know, expanded into. Well, yeah. Sort of like, yeah. Well, contact and, is what that yeah, is. Yeah. And know? then they got there and they realized this horrible thing had ravaged, you know, this disease. Like that's what I don't understand. It's like it acts like. They're getting overtaken by the thing, but it's really not to the end till that to the xenomorph thing forms. They're like saying that's what caused them to form this weird 
mutation, yeah, but the, these, then you these see it weapons it's up that on, like, they a, built to destroy humanity specifically. <laughs> like that's but it's, it, but they're implying that it like mutates at the end, and that's what the birth of those xenomorph <laughs> things. But funny. you see it on the big wall. It's on the in the big temple. <laughs> there's like a big head of one. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> What's funny about but we've got that the same too, DNA yeah, as like them, so it could have gone through the same process. What I like about this is, on the one hand, it's vastly overthinking what is necessary to destroy humanity. But on the other hand, it failed. So, so how is it that you, with all this technology, and that's the only thing you're looking to do with it? How did you fail to destroy humanity? Because even later on, humanity runs into this creature that was specifically created, apparently, just to destroy us, and it still doesn't happen. We ran into it by accident. Yeah. And we destroyed half of ourselves anyway. It wasn't, you know, the thing, the creature didn't destroy us. Half of us just rammed into you. Yeah, like we yeah. almost we crashed into it, and that almost killed us. But that's the stuff that just drives me nuts because that again, that's just like Dark Knight Rises, is where you've got all these scenes in mind and these ideas, but you don't have a centralized story that unites them. So the story is just sacrificed for you, just coming up with cool ideas, and they're not even that right. cool. <laughs> also, um. Ben wanted me to put forth Idris Elba in that movie for a Lando Award. Idris Elba. I do like him. Hello, what have we here? How you doing, you old pirate? Lando. Lando, sister? Lando Calrissian. Lando's not a system, he's a man. I'll take good care of her. She she won't get a scratch. Card player, gambler, scum, you'd like it. Come on, Dan, old buddy, don't let me down. You truly belong here with us, fucking clouds. Thank you. Having trouble with your drug? Well, he seems very friendly. Yes, very friendly. Someone must have told him about my little maneuver at the Battle of Tanav. He's way cooler than that character is supposed to be, but he's, he's awesome. like funny. He's picking up the he's pick, picking up the musical instrument, just playing bits of it. He's picking up on the captain, that sort of thing. That character probably wasn't written that cool, but you you put that guy in the role, and suddenly he's a really funny, cool character. He deserves a Lando anyway. Yeah, he's awesome. He's he's awesome in everything he's in. Lando. He was another one that was supposed to be Django. He could have done really, it. I, I was really excited about him because I was like, oh, finally he's gonna get this huge starring role, like where he could. Yeah, I don't see Will Smith in that role. I mean, I like Will Smith, but I don't see him in that role. But Idris Elba, I do see him. The problem with Idris Elba is I don't think you see him not being tough. Like, well, I almost think he's a little too old. Yeah, he's a little too old too. But you don't see him being like worn down. And I don't know why I said that. Jamie Foxx is not young either, so what am I saying? Although his that Luther character is pretty (laughs) broken. (laughs) If you watch that show. Yeah. Oh man. All right, then, anyway. We've talked about the whole gamut of <laughs> I did. fantasy sci-fi. Yeah, now, we're just, now that we're just bitching about movies, I did see the that Total Recall remake, finally. Yeah. How did you? Yeah, it's it's pretty disappointing. It's not... It's, it's, still had the three tits in it, though. It does, yeah. but not enough to really... Like, that's the kind of thing, if we're going to go back to that, then let's give it its due, you know? Let's not do it in a scene that, that is even less screen time than the original. That's not showing off the special effects. She was so fun in the original, though. She's all like, look at my boobs. She's just like a funny character. Yeah, I don't 
understand why they're just, they're just why that's so difficult in movies now. Like we're so scared of that in movies now. <laughs> it was like so blatant in movies. I, I was saying I was watching that too, and then I remember I was trying to rethink about the original too, how it ended, and I think that the whole movie like has that cool premise. I mean, they always had that cool idea that you go into the recall thing. And the moment it kind of starts, you're like, stop it, stop it, stop it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you never and know for sure. Yeah, but they ne- it always yeah. ends up being real. I think I thought of just I think it's so cool the idea that it's not real, like because that's I think that's a much cooler ending than all this being real and then you get the other girl at the end. And I, I think, think the original easy. movie had it right because it did leave that level of ambiguity. This movie has sort right. of and I and I haven't read the story it comes from. For all I know, it's more true to the story than the original movie was, but. But it's got this whole sort of down to earth. I don't know why modern sci-fi is so scared to branch out, like because it's no less stupid. It's just more local. So it's like now instead of them having different planets, it's like there's only two countries left on the that world. Movie, and that's that movie, yeah, talk about talk about ridiculous. Yeah, and that's supposed like, to be somehow more believable like, than the fact that we would have colonized Mars in 200 years. Like they have to. I mean, it's a. I like the idea that the thing goes through the core plan. That's kind of a, just a fun idea, but. It's like you guys ship workers all the way across. Yeah, under, that's not very efficient at all. World. Why wouldn't you just like, have a build the robots where they there? Because that's what I thought they were saying at first, but then you realize that he ships back. <laughs> like, really? You take they a train ride every day. Build the robots and the colony, and then <laughs> why don't they just? They, they would totally just leave you there. But it is just so a dumb just, idea. It's just Great Britain and Australia. But, and and Australia is is Blade Runner squalor. That's <laughs> <laughs> like what, Great Britain. What is like that, that movie is. with uh, Britain squalor? With Mitra Roman, the the apocalypse movie. Is that what it's called? Where it's like a Mad Max, where there's just like England and Scotland, and they've been ravaged by weird diseases. <laughs> and Scotland is a hellhole. I don't know. I think it's called Apocalypse. I could, I'd have to look it up, but it's it's one of those like end of the world kind of movies. <laughs> that's that's one of those. But see, what made Total Recall work is that it sort of gets more and more ridiculous to the point where you think it must be a fantasy because even and the end of this just that white flash, and you're like, is that just or is that the end of the flashback? Because because he's putting the disc in. And he's going, oh, wow, blue sky on Mars. That's like what the technician says when he puts it on the thing, when they're telling him you're going to be like a super spy and everything and you can't trust anybody. And that's totally what happens in the movie. Yeah, that's so cool though. That's what yeah, I – Yeah, and then when, she, when they break in and they say to her – the wife is saying, you know, this is what's going to happen if you continue on here. The worlds are going to crumble down and then weirder and weirder stuff is going to happen. And then Martians – remember you picked Martians. There's going to be Martians, alien species. Right. And then – you know, it'll end with a blinding white flash, and then all of the, everything she predicts happens. Happens. Yeah. Then it's all because the reality is stupid. It's a stupid plan that those people have. It's like what? <laughs> like it's another one of those things that were like the. So like, no, this is really what happened. And I was like, well, you guys don't know how to make plans that well because he's supposed to like keep the codes, but there actually aren't any codes. And then he's also double an agent for the other guys. It's like. Just for him to them to find a base that it seems like they could have easily gotten. The like, whole point is they're untraceable because they're out in the wasteland. I know, and then they all you go there. already <laughs> knew who to embed him with. It's like, why don't you just follow one of them? Which they did. Because she takes him right to Kuwato. <laughs> like, yeah, and he's, it's, yeah, because it's not like he's the only one that infiltrates. They followed him with like a f***ing bulldozer. 
And then the president also says, <laughs> and then the guy with the no hand who had the weird alien hand, and he's just like, "Oh no, you can let me in. I'm a mutant too." And that's like, "Oh, okay, cool." And and he was on the other side the whole time. Why did why didn't they just use yeah, him? Because, he, you know, he was, was trusted enough that him meeting Kawato didn't bother anybody at all. But at least they they you know they didn't even have Kawato and any of that kind of stuff. That's that's what drives me crazy, and it drives me crazy when they do like a remake of a of a sci-fi under the premise of, of seeming to make it more realistic when it actually makes it more ridiculous. Like, oh, no, Kawato mutants, that's stupid. But we still have, like, the chick with three boobs. We can't get rid of that in a world where, you know, with no well, mutants. Really? But we can't have them go to Mars. That's dumb. But we do ship people <laughs> across the whole Earth every day to work. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Oh, that's... Nobody wants to live in Australia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's impossible. Just ridiculous. <laughs> Too many dangerous animals here. I saw that new Judge Dredd movie. I thought it was decent. And seeing that for what it is, it's just fun. I mean, it's the same quality in the sense of production-wise, but it's just like, oh, this is fun. But It's it, a simple story, and it's not trying to do more than... It realizes the story it's trying to tell. Yeah, I do always fun. appreciate a movie for what it does. Yeah, I mean, as far as special effects and stuff, the Total Recall is actually better as far as production yeah, I mean, it's a higher production value but but the dread movie I, never leaves the plane of what it's trying to do and it's it and i like that i, I think it worked you know he doesn't change and that's the kind of those dread stories like because he doesn't have a character arc it's that's what's kind of fun about that yeah, it's just you, a story you've got to put someone with him that's why he always has somebody else because he's like you know He's the, the, the stoic one. He's yeah, dread. he's dread. dread. He barely uh, – does he even take his helmet off in the whole movie? No, he doesn't. See, that's perfect. <laughs> you know, that's – because that's what really killed it with the Sylvester Stallone. I thought, you know, as far as the, the set design and all the stuff, the production the design of that was good. But then you'd have these moments where he takes the helmet off and we're supposed to believe <laughs> that there's, no, there's, there's a layer to this. And it just sort of ruins it, where you have, like, Rob Schneider. It's, like, such a perfect, stupid, mainstream kind of movie in that, because then you get Rob Schneider in as, like, the comic relief who's supposed to humanize him and the whole thing. like, this is, like, a classic, just dumb action movie premise. (laughs) But I do like the idea of there's just... And it's really not a real original story, because it's... What's the name of that... There was an Asian action film that had the same plot, where it's, like, cops trapped in a... Yeah, the high, in a high rise the, and the uh, tower. No. I can't remember. It's got it's got a, an awkward kind of name, but that's all it is. Yeah, where where they, they there's like a siege inside this tenement that they have to get through because it's just a level for level full of bad guys trying to kill them. So that's basically the same plot. But oh well, I saw Wrath of the Titans. I don't. I don't. We don't need to dedicate too much time yeah. to that. I guess that's not a good. That's movie. dumb. It was the first one wasn't good, so I didn't expect much. This was just on HBO. I was like, yep, even dumber. This is dumb. It's exactly as dumb as I thought it'd be, actually. First one was watchable fun, but this one was not. First one I could the get through. The whole thing was computer generated, including the main character. But, yeah, Sam Worthington, of course. That's cool. All right. Well, Anyways. we. I, I got some things, some more things we could talk about at some point, but. What was some stuff we were talking? I know now that we've got The Hobbit out of the way, I do want to do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode at some point. Because I don't know when they're making that new movie, but it's coming up in the next year Yeah, I don't know anything about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the past few years, but 
of the new ones, but that was my G.I. Joe when I was a kid. Like, I didn't have G.I. Joe's at all Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's funny. I was I, I, I was the age group for that comic when it came out, so I started reading that comic when I was, like, 15. And yeah, then the cartoon and stuff cartoon happened later. Came out when I was, like, 8, so it was, like, perfect time. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so I've got a long history with, with that. But that's another thing. I know we talked about doing a Nightmare on Elm Street. Good. So coming up on TV Ate My Dinner. Turtles. Yeah, Turtles. Nightmare on Elm Street. Some more, some, like reconstructive criticism. Those are fun. What's one? It's fun to go. Where's it's one? Fun to go through a movie and break it down. Wasn't there one that we said Turtles we might ought to do? Turtles and things. I thought we had tapped on. Uh, I thought we touched on one that we said we might ought to actually tackle, and I can't think of what now. We said some summer ones, but you said some other. At some point, we said Prometheus and Dark Knight, but now we've already kind of decimated those. Um, we'll have to look. <laughs> Not reconstructive. We just killed them. Yeah, we did. Yeah, well, it's hard to take a single movie because cause the whole purpose of it is to reimagine the movie as you would do it from scratch. Not because it's easy to pick them apart. Like we can sit there and say, "I wouldn't have done that," or "I wouldn't have done that." It's like, well, don't. But you can't do that. You have to say, if I was going to make a prequel to Alien with this basic premise what would I have made it about and then we sort of touched on that well, we can go back and do that with bit. Prometheus yeah, what I would have done with Prometheus we didn't, do a bit. We, didn't, we didn't touch about that as much you can cut that all that Prometheus stuff out and then we <laughs> we'll just now leave just it in there we'll just, keep it in and then just, just have it as a tease repeating ourselves that's fine well that's all we do with Star Wars <laughs> I know week. it doesn't matter it's like if you weigh in the people that listen to every episode it's alright and plus if they're like us they forget yeah, Lynn remembers more of the show than I do, and I think it's because so we'll I listen to it. You just <laughs> say it. I do listen to every episode after I before I put it up, but it's. I don't remember as much of the modern stuff because I don't listen to the ones that I'm in. I listen to it once to make sure I don't sound too stupid, and I don't listen to it anymore. No, I yeah, I can't. Where's the fun in that? I I can't have that rule. Yeah, so we'll do that. We'll do a Prometheus one at some point. Well, maybe we will. That would be a fun one. Is there a tie-in? Is there any kind of alien or something thing going on? For that matter, I almost wouldn't mind alien game that doing Aliens or Predator that way. <laughs> like, what would we have done with, with either one of those franchises? I haven't seen that Predators. Do, the... do we want to do a Game of Thrones episode? Not how we would have done it because it's pretty good, but do we want to do an episode where we talk about Game of Thrones do, now the third season's coming out? I, I wouldn't episode. mind that. I enjoy that show. I don't I'm know. Reading. I'm I'm still I'm halfway through episode? the second one book, book right now, so I'm all into Game of Thrones right now. We can do it. It just yeah, depends. I mean, I, I, everyone so universally likes it. I'm not sure how much you can tear into it. Like, <laughs> it's well, we don't accepted. need to tear into it. We could just do an episode talking about it. Maybe we could just do a, a books to books to TV shows. Yeah, episode. you could. I haven't read any of the books, and I'm not. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'm I'm so mired in Star Wars Maybe right just the now. There's not. I, I don't take in very much information other than Star Wars at the moment. Well, maybe later in the year because this, I think the third series is the second half of the second book. Yeah, isn't I it? think you can talk about it because there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about that whole world. How we could we could wait till the third series ends and then do books one and two versus series one, two, three. We might do that. I yeah, don't... the third series the third series is half the third book, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I've been waiting because I watched the first season and not reading the book yet, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And then I read the first book, and the first book's great, and it's, all that dialogue's there. And then I read. Then I was like, I think I want to wait because this show's so well done. 
That's <laughs> I me. I don't it. want. I wouldn't want to. I want to read the books now that I'm into the show, but I don't. I, yeah. I still want the show to be the first source of information because I'm enjoying see, the now, show so much. Well, it will be because he's not going to finish the books by the time the show's finished. Yeah. So I was saying now I'm just actually. I think after this season though I'm going to break that because. The books are really good. That's what so. happened with me and Harry yeah, Potter. Are. I did finally finish that last book before I saw the last movie, but it was like neck and neck <laughs> for a while. It it, it it finally won me over. I don't know if we do an episode on it, but I would like to do. Uh, I would like to talk about that. Did you see the 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 latest season of American Horror Story, the second no, series? I, I watched the first episode and wasn't interested. <laughs> oh well, maybe we probably won't get an episode then. <laughs> Because yeah, I know, I know Greg didn't watch it. One of my friends watched an episode it. or two of it and scared herself silly. And we, we talked up. <laughs> she was just so terrifying. And then I thought people were going to break into my house. I loved it because it is just off the wall mm. dumb. Like, it's not like that sort of uh, vanilla stupid of the first season. It's just like, whatever we want to do, let's do it. It's like, just pull out all the stops. I actually appreciate you know you this could one do, a lot better. You know what you could do a reconstructive criticism on? This is kind of weird to do that on. But you could do it on the whole Paranormal Activity movies. Because that's a huge... Oh, yeah. That would be... Because they're horrible. I the wouldn't mind that touching that because it is a franchise where only the first one was at all good. And they like made It wasn't even one. that great, though. It wasn't scary in the way it could be scary, probably. No, but it, it actually did resonate a, a little bit. Story. Like, the first one, yeah. I thought, resonated a little because it, it's, it held back just enough that you could sort of... Like, you didn't find it scary while you were sitting there, but you could find it scary when you're sitting at home by yourself that night like that's that to me is a good kind of scary that's effective but when they get so dumb that that it breaks that like all the others did or i almost wouldn't mind talking about that guy who made all those movies that guy worm pelly or he only the first one well then he He went on i'd almost like to talk about his career because he went on to do a bunch of dumb stuff they did that river show, which was horrible, horrible too. And they did, all have uh, cool. Like, there's a cool thing in that river show. There's that. There, there's neat ideas and all that stuff, but then it's just horrible. Well, it's horrible, and it's just horrible. Because they can't figure out a premise that justifies the action. That's the problem. Well, I thought that premise Every, at the end of that first episode of that show, they he got that guy mentioned something that's like, what a cool idea, and then no things ever happened in that setting. The Amazon, if this. You know, up this river into these deep jungle. He talks about how, like, the farther you get up there, like, the rules of uh, the rules of physics of reality break down. And that was, was what like, they were oh trying to do—is sort of like a that's supernatural a... heart of darkness kind of thing, where they yeah, just keep it's traveling. Like really, yeah, that's a, been a creepy good idea. idea. And then it just gets dumb because there idea. is a one, supernatural heart of darkness. There's like a that. scene where they come across like a a monkey with a doll face or something. What was it? <laughs> I have to look it back. That was the only scene that I thought was actually kind of creepy because it's like, it's got like a doll head on top of its head. So when they're looking, they're like looking at this thing and it's got a face, but then it looks up and it's like, like a monkey, like really, like shows that break out a monkey for no reason to be scary because it works. That show (laughs) Surface was, was a pretty decent show, but the best moment in that show is when they're like in apparently the lab where all the crazy crap happened. They just hear this this kid crying, and they look under a table, and it's like a monkey going, "Are you my mommy?" You're like, "Holy hell, this show's not even about that!" <laughs> and like nothing is said before or after that about like they never go. Is but the thing with the talking monkey that was weird, right? Like that's I appreciate a show that can just break that out and not break stride. 
Like a talking monkey doesn't interrupt the flow of the program. It sounds like something that happens in a bad dream. You know, like good dreams and then suddenly there's a talking monkey and then you go on? Yeah. And you just wake up and you're like, there was a talking monkey in my dream. What it was that about? It sense at the time. I do like – and that's what – Brooks used to defend Asian horror movies that way for having that sort of dreamlike quality. And I'll give them that. But I never liked There are some those, great ones but, like but that. But there is a real like – Newspaper of Death had one of those bits where like – they read that it, it all makes sense up to a point, and then suddenly it starts to go into this weird dreamlike state, and it's like, what is with the weird big caterpillar monster? And that's never explained. <laughs> I think you can get away with with that if if the movie plays out. <laughs> but it just depends. There are movies if the movie tries your patience too much or goes too far with it, then because a dream, what happens in a dream when a dream goes far is you wake up. That should tell you everything about writing a scene like that. Because there's a moment that your brain will not process, like, nope, this isn't real, and you wake up. So the same thing happens when you're watching a movie. It's like you're in a moment, you're in a moment, and then something happens, and it takes you out of the moment. Because you're like, your brain's like, nope, this can't be happening. Never mind. Now, what happened there? No, Brad. So that's something to remember. Well, I don't know. I guess we won't talk about American Horror Story, though. But we should talk some Doctor Not Who this year because the Doctor Who's got its anniversary coming up and they're doing some things. So maybe when the series kicks back in, I, I've, all I've seen is the, the Christmas special. I haven't seen if there's any new episodes That's out. That's all yeah. there's been. So maybe when the new series kicks in, we can talk some Doctor Who and talk about the, the anniversary. Oh, I'll be watching it. I've just rewatched the last five seasons <laughs> of this new one. And I've been rewatching some of the old stuff and rereading some of the books. Oh, I just keep up with the. the with the uh, the big finish audios, I really enjoy those. Boning up on my eighth doctor. <laughs> but all right, well, it looks like we've got some good stuff to come. Okay, yeah, and I think we are definitely done now. <laughs> like for yeah, four I think episodes. Yeah, we're good for the night. All right, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, Do the outro. I'm working on it. <laughs> I gotta wake up. <laughs> we've been going for too long. We have momentum. Now you can listen to our episodes at tv8mydinner.com. You can come to us at the ghost town that is the forum.tv8mydinner.com. We haven't got everybody back there it's yet. It's quiet at the moment. Facebook's pretty lively. We get some Facebook folks, so you can visit us on Facebook as well. We're on Twitter. We do post and repost to the Twitters. And uh, what is it? The Google, Google Plus. Plus. I always forget the Google, but I do post. The Google and the Twitter are about the same. I just post stuff to them. I don't get a lot of feedback from people on those, but but the Facebook we do. All right. But in, in the meantime, my name is Sean. I'm Lynn. I think there's Andrew's another one. Andrew's left. Isn't there? Andrew. Bye, Did you really Andrew. just leave? I don't know. I can't hear him. Andrew. He's not there. He's not on the Skype. <laughs> Andrew's gone, everyone. All right. How long has he been gone? He's been quiet I'll for just, a while. Maybe I'll he's just pull asleep. his outro clip from another episode. <laughs> just that's what we do with Greg. Hey, good night. There's <laughs> like Bye, ten everyone. episodes you could say Greg was in if I just play that at the beginning and the end. <laughs> Bit of chuckling. Yeah. Good night. All right. This has been TV8 by Dinner. Don't forget to visit our forum at www.forum.tv8mydinner.com. Dog
You can't take away my dignity Be called the greatest Love of all Inside of me Check the chocolate Boy can sing. You must be crazy. He good. You must be crazy.